So welcome, everyone. <clears throat> it is wonderful to be on here. Another wonderful week, Bar Hashem. And the number to call in to ask your question, we are looking forward to taking your questions or comments, is 718-683-5858. 718-683-5858. And we're looking forward to getting your questions or your comments. Call on up now. The lines are available, and pretty soon they won't be. Again, the number is 718 683 5858. And we are going to start with our first caller, Mr. A. You're on with Mordechai and Harav Nissim. Hello? Yes. Hi, yes. I want to tell you first, we love your show. We love your phone line. We love everything that you have. Thank you. What a schuss. What an honor. Yes. It's unbelievable, and I wanted to make a comment that this Pesach, we're all focused on Chumras. People have even mental health issues about Chumras, and they're worried about Pesach and Chomets and Matzah, and maybe it would be so helpful if we were also machmir about being Odom Lechaviray, to be a little bit extra well-rested, to be, have an extra smile on our face, not to get upset at others, but to try to have a smile, to try to be besimcha. Let's be machmir. Before we're machmir extra chumras, we, of course, speak to the Rav, like you always say, speak to your Rav. But maybe it would be good for everyone listening to focus on being machmir, put a smile, be a little bit extra well-rested whenever possible, and let our chumras be focused on being Odom to be happy with our kids and the way we deal with other people, and maybe that's a chumra that will enhance the Yontif Pesach even more than other chumras. That's my comment. You know, let me share with you a beautiful story. There is a relative of ours, um, family is wicked, that they married off a child this past Thursday, and I thought it was a Kiddush Hashem, my in-laws were at the wedding, they told me, do you want to hear a beautiful Kiddush Hashem that happens between the G'daylam? It was this Thursday night, the wedding, and the Tzad al-Hassan is a, he's a Talmud of Rabbi Yaakov Bender. And we know Rabbi wow. Yaakov Bender is unbelievable. And the Tzad al they're very close to Rabbi David Feinstein. So Rabbi David Feinstein was at the wedding. And usually, wow. who goes to Siddur Kedushin? It goes to the Hassan side. So they call off for Siddur Kedushin. Rabbi, you know, the Rosh Hashiva, Rabbi Yaakov Bender, Mechubed with Kriya with uh, with the Siddur Kedushin. So he gets up there, gets to the mic, and he says, Rabbi David Feinstein Shlita Mechubed with Siddur Kedushin. And, wow. and he took, and he got Bracha Achrita. It was such a cover to me just to see. It's a Kiddush Hashem to see, as you're saying, to be Machmer Ben Odom Lechaveroi. Here, Rabbi Yaakov Vender is an unbelievable Rosh Hashiva. Uh, it's unbelievable the people he's, on every level, Rosh Hashiva, a Godel, a Manig on everything. But when it comes to Odom Lechaveroi, you know, Rabbi David Feinstein Schlitter is, is, is Godel in America. Now, on that level, it wasn't even a doubt in his mind. He went up and announced Rabbi David Feinstein Schlitter, Mechubed, was Siddur Kedushan. So I think wow. if we can all hear these stories and continue spreading this type of information, this mentioning, that I would add on, do all the hummers that you do, whatever your minikas, continue that. If I care, continue it. Well, let's also remember to be machmer bein adam lechaveri to be able to see the positive in the other person, to be able to give the other person the benefit of the doubt. That is something that is that we can use, and that's a yutzchus, as we know throughout history in Klal Yisrael, when we are ba'achtes, the Rabbi Shlom helped us even at the times in, in the Neviim when we were even avoydazara. There could be nothing worse than that to the Rabbi Shlom, but yet if we are ba'achtes, the Rabbi Shlom was together with us. 
So yes. that is something that I, that I find is so beautiful. So thank you for mentioning that. Thank you. Thank you for your great phone line for everything you offer. Yes. Okay. Appreciate that. And again, yes. the number to call is 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. And that story really, it stayed in my bones. It made a huge effect on me, hearing about how the cover that one guddle gives to another guddle is just something that had, that it just impressed me. Let's, let's forget about ourselves a little. Let's forget about our needs, and let's be mavata to someone else. Let's try to pass it on to someone else. It means so much. And the achdus and the, the ahavas Yisrael that it brings is on a great level. I guess I might mention something along those lines that sometimes can hold us back from having ahavas uh, Yisrael, but I try not to do in the Yiddish version. Let's take it more to the psychological aspect, because there I feel I have more rights to speak about. And that is that when we're in pain, or if we have our focus on something that we don't have, what happens is we're almost like a bottomless pit. means we can have more and more and more and still be disappointed and still want more. As the Gemara says, the, the famous Yerushalmi saying, if someone's got, let's say, a mana, uh, 100 value, wants now 200. The concept is not to say, oh, we always want more. The concept is to how to start looking at what we do have. Look at what the Rabbi Shalom has given us, but in a level where we're enjoying it, where we're feeling strong, where we're feeling powerful. And when we can focus on our strengths, then we can allow someone else to have strengths. We can allow someone else to be ahead of us. And then it makes a huge change and a huge shift to us. Harav Nissa, what do you say about this? I, it's no question. You know, it's, you know I had the same story. I had a very, very similar story with Rabbi uh, Moshe Fanshen, Zechat Tzadik Gadosh Bacha, that his, his neighbor, uh, his son was learning in, in Chicago, and was the, you know, the, the Rosh Yeshiva of Chicago couldn't come, and he invited uh, Moshe Fanshen to be the Mesader Kedushin, and then what happened, and suddenly, in the last minute, the, the Rosh Yeshiva come, you know, and it was like a big, big embarrassment. My Moshe Fenster said, no, 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 it's nothing to do. I'm, I'm out of the picture. And he come as a regular guest to the wedding and the Rosh Hashiva from, uh, this is this is our Gdolim. And we have to learn how to, to imitate them or to, uh, to get some of, uh, some of their behalf to have upon ourselves. Yes, in fact, you know, let's spend, I know we have someone on the line, and again, I'd like to tell people to call in. Just so we've got a couple of people lined up, and it's 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. But I'd like to share this concept because it, it takes a healthy person to be able to understand this concept. Let's, let's sort of analyze it. Someone gives you the covet to be Masadic Kedushin, and even though there's someone equal to you or greater than you, and you give it to someone else, isn't the svar that I'm losing out, but I gave up this opportunity? Let's understand what happens is a huge Kiddush Hashem, and Rabbi Bender was, is even more respected. I want us to understand this. There's a concept that when we give away from ourselves, we don't lose, we gain. And they share it like with a candle. When one candle lights the other candle, do they lose from their light? No, when you share, you give to another. But many of my clients, when they're in the anxiety mode, or when they're tight or they're upset, they can't understand this concept. How could I gain by giving away 
from my Siddur Kedushan. And not always would you have someone, a family member there at the wedding, or not always will everyone know about it. This happens a little bit more public, but imagine, I don't think anyone ever knew there was no Kavana that it should be publicized, the story. This was done between one Godel and the next Godel. But we need to understand that when we live in our life and we feel happy and satisfied with who we are, maybe this story won't be popular or public. Maybe the next one won't be. But in the Rabbi Nishlam's eyes, it does. And who we are and the way we are, that has a huge change and a huge impact on us. Herb Nissen, can we discuss this a minute, that when we give away from ourselves, we don't lose when we give tzedakah, we're not losing money, we're gaining. When we help someone, we're not losing from our time, we're gaining. You know, this is the, this is the whole idea that, you know, what our Chachamim said, kol ha-borech me'akavod, ha-kavod borech, rodef acharav. You know, if somebody is running from the honor, from the kavod, from the prestige, the prestige, they're coming after him. And the opposite, you're trying to get him to gain as much as you can. This is what you're losing. We're losing it. It's very, it's like... Anti, uh, it's against our nature, let's say like this, but if we look carefully, careful, this is the truth about it, and I know that our Chachamim, <laughs> not only this, talking about running away from the Kavod, also they're running for Bizyonot, said that the best things that happened in my life, I'm telling you, best that every time that I got insulted, you know, yeah. Uh, so many things happened because I was I was insulted. You know, they got somebody insult me, and I I, I closed my eyes. I asked the Shalom that will help me on a certain issue and these miracles. Zoom. You know, everything is get get in you know, the people. You know, yeah. we have to understand. We have to run after this is opportunity. That's right. But in order for that to happen, we need to have a self esteem that when we get hurt, we're not eating ourselves up. We are recognizing the more we give and a, a healthy balance level, we know who we are, the healthier and the more successful and the happier we will be. Yes. Okay. Let's go to Mrs. B. You're on the, you're on the line and you're holding. Hello, Mrs. B. Hello. You're on with Mordechai and Harav Nissen. Yes. Yes. Hi. Is that me? Yes, it is you. Okay, thanks for taking my question. So um, I think what you just mentioned, it's interesting that it came right before my question because um, I think it answered it sort of. Like the, you're saying that when you give away, you don't lose? Yes, um, but it all depends. Let's go hear your question and then let's... Okay, let's... Uh, okay it could be for me. It's a satisfying answer. But I guess we'll hear what you have to say about it. Um, so there's, I'm, I'm at a stage in my life where I just wanted to like get away and, you know, like a vacation kind of thing. And there's a retreat for women coming up after Pesach, and I was very interested. So my plan was to go with a friend and came out like my sister found out about it, and she wants to join us. And I'm very good with her, and I would love to spend time with her and everything. But at this point, I just want to go away, like away myself. And I prefer, my question was, do I back out and not go because it's not what I was looking for, or do I somehow in the most decent way possible, like explain it to her, or do I just make room in my heart and just figure out how to enjoy it together? Now, I wasn't hold on. sure what the right hold thing on. was. What are you taking from our message? So what I hear from what you had said before, I would think that I'm not going to lose out on anything by having her join. Where I didn't think she would take away from it, but I was just in the middle of getting out and just spending time with a friend away from, like, the people closest to me. But That might be needed, by the way. It might be needed, but I was thinking if I, in a very nice way, explain it, 
and she yeah. would understand it. I would. Uh-huh. I wonder if I would enjoy it knowing that I denied her that getaway. Well, here is beautiful. Let, let's understand the concept. So the concept is another one that we have in Perkei and that is, means, A, I have to take care of myself. At the same time, asks me if I'm alone, then I'm nothing. The balance is something you need to discover. So let me ask you something else. If you would go with your sister and the friend, will you still give yourself the quiet time alone that you need? Because recognize your needs as well. Which means if someone will give away their food all the time because they're helping Yenem, but then what's going to be with them? means it's got to go two ways. You've got to be self. That's why I said you first have to have that self-esteem. You have to be built. There are people that I deal with all the time that they're busy giving away to Yenem because of stories like this. And you hear from the G'daylam, no, it's got to be a balance giving. Tzedakah has halachas. There's a shear. So you've got to realize, are you going on vacation for fun? For fun and with pleasure, share with someone else, if you can do that. But if you're going to recharge your battery, this is now self-mitzvah. This is a, taking care of yourself. And even if you might enjoy it with your sister, but will you energize yourself? If not, and you won't come home energized to your family, then you need to think about, can you do it? If you're going for enjoyment and you're recharged, and of course, the more you give someone else, it's okay. So you need to now make this chesed. Now, I would ask you this to see is, if you're going just to get away and you have another time to recharge yourself, then I would say yes, really. You enjoy your sister, go along with her. However, now, it is a public is getaway. And the reason I'm recharge, going is to... What? Go ahead. It, it, it's, it's not like a private vacation that I would be doing. It's a public getaway, and my preference would be just to go alone with a friend, not with family. Let's understand, when it's a public getaway, but if you're going alone, that's still private. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? If you don't know the people or you don't feel you have to perform or you don't have to deal with personal issues, that can be your recharge button, your mm-hmm. place. So uh, all I would ask you is if you, can just, if you can just recognize what is your goal in going. Is your goal to recharge? Can you recharge with your sister? If your idea is fun, then I would say, yes, take along your friend. My goal is recharge. I feel I could definitely recharge better without her. But my question is, why can't I make room in my heart for her? It's not about making room in your heart. You do have room in your heart. There's just different roles. Understand, if it's about, if you would be going with a family on a trip, would you have room if it would just be to have fun? Would you have room for her? For sure. Excellent. Now we're talking about not having fun. Now we're talking about recharging your battery. I am someone that I need that, by the way. I need completely quiet and alone sometimes for an hour or three hours, no one around. Mm-hmm. I can go to, there's, I, live, I live in Lakewood, so there's like nice hikes around there. I need to sometimes do that on my own. I enjoy going skiing. and like People sometimes tell me, why are you so busy about skiing? I love the skiing because I get the times I can go just be alone. I like nature, I like exercise, and I like the quiet all together. And I, if I would go with others, it would affect me. See, if I go with my son, I go with my daughter, but then I make sure to have, let's say, a lesson or a little time alone where they're there, but I need time by myself as well. So I can go with my family, I can go with my kids, I love them, but I still need to take into when do I have some time alone. So you might choose then to take along your sister and your friend, but say, you know something, I need now four hours alone. Be aware that having time, different natures need different ways to recharge themselves. Some need to recharge themselves on a with a 
you know, being around people. They're more sociable people. Some people like to recharge themselves being alone. Some people need different types. Different natures need different types to recharge themselves. It's not about having your heart. It's about understanding your nature that Hashem has given you and allowing yourself that now is a recharge button, and this is the way you recharge, and you've got to give yourself space and recognize that. Mm-hmm. So like selfish doesn't even come in? Selfish is not coming in. No, selfish would be if you gain and they gain and there's nothing over there, like there's no reason for you not to take her along, you'll have just a good time. There are people who say, I just don't want to take anyone along. Here there's a very specific reason. You're going to recharge yourself. I'm sure your husband or the children or whoever is happy that you're recharging yourself and you're, you're removing yourself from a different place to recharge yourself. You need to ask yourself, which is the best way for me to accomplish that goal? And that's a mistake that many times people have where they're busy. If I have 10 minutes to breathe, now let me go put another, let me do another mitzvah, which Baruch, I don't want to use the word mitzvah because mitzvah, let's not go there. I could do another task. The goal is not to do another task. The goal is to actually recharge yourself. Okay. Okay. I get so that. So the answer Thank is you. I really don't know what would be right by you. I can tell you right. either way, that if you take your sister along, it'll be a benefit. If you don't take along, it'll be a benefit. I just thought the way the line, like, I need my space, which is very prevalent for me, like, is a little bit negative. But according to what you're saying, it's, to, it's like really not. It's not only is it not negative, it's a huge positive. Recognize the nature's your needs. Many times I need, to ha- I need to have that quiet time for a couple of hours. I know someone that needs a quiet time for a day or two, actually. It's a very, very successful person. I don't want to go into where or what, but this person does so much and out there so much for cholesterol. But when this person needs to recharge themselves, they can't be around any technology around nothing for a day or two. And then they come back re-energized and they can help so many people. Harav Nissen, what do you say? <laughs> the most important is what what uh, what she feel about it, and I think that's very important to take what you call it break time, you know, and something just feel that if you are feeling that you need it, so to go ahead, you know, you don't have to to attach any any anything to to this f- feeling. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. <clears throat> thank you. And we are going to go, Mrs. H. You're on the Mordechai and Harav Nissen. Hello. Yes. Hi. Hi. First of all, my waiting lo- um, your waiting line is very very long, so that's a compliment in itself. Last week I waited for an hour, but I didn't get a chance. So I guess this week I'll ask my question. Oh, and we will Hashem, give you some more time. Thank you. <laughs> um, I have a neighbor upstairs. First of all, let me get to my question and the details. Thank um, you. Boy, this is music to my ears. Beautiful. Okay, basically, I want to know if, like, what is the, like, the fine line in telling a neighbor, like, we're not to play on the piano and, like, what, 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 like, the rules are of decency. Wait, just say it again. When do you play on the piano and when don't you play like, the, on right, the piano? Right. Not, it's not me. The up, my upstairs neighbor has a piano, like, right on top of my, like, on my head, and they use it full force, so. Well, how about you set up what you think is right and what's not right, and you okay, think so, about it. Okay, so, so now my husband gets very, very, extremely nervous when they play on the piano, mm-hmm. so until now my husband was home from 6 to 8, and I told them, and they were, I mean, good about it. Now he's home, for, he's going to be home for Bainazmanam, and I, I don't, like, I, I want to know if I can tell them not to play in it, to, 
they live on two floors. If I could tell them, like, to take up the piano upstairs or, I don't know, like. You can't say anything. The goal is to be able to explain it to them and to tell them and work it out with the parents. And if you do so it I did that already. I just want to uh-huh. know if it's fair enough now that by Nizmanim is coming up to, like, explain it to them, like, to take it upstairs. I don't know what to do because my husband's going to be home a lot then. Well, how, what happens also if your husband's the one that speaks to them and you get out of it? Um, I think he does enough. We're having a, like, it's a neighbor upstairs and it's not so easy, and he says enough. I think... I don't know what that means, he says enough. What does it mean he like, has Like we're having different issues with him and whatever. So. That's my point. So I don't know if the music's the issue or other stuff's the issue, and that's what I heard in your question, because normally you to a neighbor and you try to work it out. So if your husband's got issues, or you've got issues with him about other stuff, and now you have this issue, it's not about right or wrong. It's about learning how to work things out. Um, mm-hmm. They say that, I don't know if you're right, but okay, I guess, I guess I'll give it over to my husband. I know you don't know. I don't even know if I'm right. Excited. All I'm saying is your question isn't black and white, as you made it sound like in the question. Um... I don't know. It could be it's not black and white, but I, I, I see it as black and white. That's right. And all I'm saying is that once you're dealing with other people, and once there are other issues involved, see what's the issue. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Very Sorry much. that I can't give just a clear cut to you more of an awareness. All right, the number to call in for all those that would like is 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. And we're going to go to Mrs. B. Mrs. B, you're on the air with Mordechai and Harav Nissen. Hello? Yes, hello. Hello, first of all, thank you so much for taking my call, and thank you so much for your phone line and your radio show. I really greatly benefit from it on a daily basis. Thank you. Um, my question is, Basically, twofold. Um, I wanted to know first my question. I have a hard time doing things like usually major projects, like sitting down to write a report or something like that. I'm a teacher, so I have uh, many such things to do. I find that I have a very hard time doing it if there's any distraction around me, being people around me or the possibility of a phone ringing or any such a kind of distraction. I'm just going to keep myself back from doing what I have to do simply because I might get distracted or because there are actual distractions around me. So my question is, how do I basically learn to do things with, even though I know I might get distracted, so it'll get done halfway or not so perfectly, and not wait for that perfect moment, which is usually deep into the night, to do things without getting distracted like that I could do it the way I like and perfectly. Oh, wow. My difficulty with your question is that you're asking one question, I'm hearing a completely different question. Arvnissan, what do you say to this question? Let's go ahead and then let me explain. Can I guess what your question is? Are you hearing perfectionism in there? And something else, too. Let Let me explain it to you again. Let me repeat the question to you, and let's try understanding how many people have this. If you want to do some work, just thinking that a phone might ring, you can't write. What is that called? 
not that I can't write. I do it. I'm just not at ease with what I'm doing, and I'm. I could do it. I'm going to do it simply because I know there are deadlines and things need to get done, but I'm not fully comfortable. I'd rather do other things that don't require concentration, and and Again, wait no for the things sense. that. Re- it makes sense that when people are with a lot of people that can disturb you is one thing, but to have a phone that might ring, is a bit extreme. Mm-hmm. Which so means what is the question you're hearing? something else. People that have very, that have a lot of stress, and people that have a low tolerance level for frustration. People that might have anxiety, people that might have other issues going on. Those are usually that any little noise they'll try to avoid something that takes extreme concentration because little noise will tick them off. And to understand, Rabbi Shalom has created this world that we should be able to function in stress, in noise, with phones, with phones ringing. And if a person can't, then it's not just a simple question, how do I work, and that we first need to realize what's really going on there. Is it noise? Is it an ADD mind? Is it anxiety going on? Is it perfectionist? Perfectionist is a nice cover-up word for a lot going on. Right, so I didn't want to mention the ADD word, but I've seen in many situations where, according to what you described, ADD, this, certain symptoms, I found, myself, I found myself in there. So I was wondering if this was one component that might this can be, be. There could be so much. That's why what I'm saying is your question isn't any more that simple. Let's see how your question would have been simple. Your question had to been as follows. You know something, Mordechai, when I do things, I'm able to do them, but I find it much easier if I do it at night when there aren't disturbances. But when I have deadlines, I'm able, to, I'm able to do it even though there are disturbances. I'm able to remain focused and I'm able to accomplish things. Right, but I would say my question like is that, I but I would say my question is that, it's just that I'm going to wait till the last minute because maybe I'm going to have a better, quieter, more relaxed moment to do it. So I'm going to wait till the last minute, but I'm going to do it eventually if I see, you know, there's a deadline. Eventually, again, uh, so what I'm saying is your question, and again, we listen, when people come to me as, you know, for an evaluation, I ask, give me the details, give me the stories. When you said that you wouldn't work or do something because the phone might ring, that is a bit of an extreme distraction for you not to want to study at a time or to prepare at that time because a phone might ring. Mm-hmm. There are different levels. There are someone, you might say, I, can't, I don't want to study now because I've got little kids running around. And then I got to right. put them to sleep. That makes sense. That's a normal distraction. That, that's for sure. I wouldn't even try at that time. That's right. But a phone ringing—that is not a healthy. I don't know if it's specifically the phone ringing, but I always wait for the moment that maybe, maybe in an hour it's going to be quieter and more relaxed, and I'm going to do everything that doesn't require concentration, and I'm just going to wait for the moment. And as soon as I see that the deadline is approaching, I'm just going to do it because I have to. But I would never do so something leisurely. If That's right. Good. So we're clear. So what we're clear is that there are several things going on, and we're not sure what it is. And your question is just went from a simple question, once you gave one or two examples, to a not such a simple question. That it could, as we said, could be ADD, could be anxiety, could be major perfectionist, could be that you're raised that the family members are that way. I know someone that they had to, like, put triple curtains over the window because the mother must have complete quiet and two noisemakers, one in the room and one outside okay, the room. I'm not, not by, I'm by not far saying, not I'm like that. I'm not with you an example, and the kids were thinking that that's normal. And when they're going, what do you mean? And we must sleep every afternoon as if every mother sleeps afternoon because, you know, every day afternoon because that's what her mother did so much more. And then we aren't, we're so, 
All I'm saying is you gave one or two examples that it's not anymore how do we help you deal with noise. It could be something else there. And really, we're here to create awareness, so we create an awareness for you and for those listening to start recognizing that, yeah, if you can study because you've got kids running around, that makes sense. If you try to avoid studying because a phone might ring or because something might happen, not only that it happens, but it might happen, that is already time to need uh, to to take a closer look at whatever is happening. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I Thank think. Thank you. Thank you yep. so much. You're very welcome. Mordechai, it could be that it's just the laziness. <laughs> ah, that one. I like that one. You know, I could. <laughs> I said I could say that it's a little bit laziness. You know, just. <laughs> Uh, you know, That's right. I that, do that all the time when we got to delay something, push yes. something off. Right. And, yeah, remember, remember that I used to prepare for shows and in the museum, you know, just in the last day, everything is just has to be coming, you know, so <laughs> working together. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so we'll go exactly. to, we'll to Miss Y, okay? Miss Y. I'm with Mordechai and Harav Nissen. And also for anyone that would like to ask a question, to please call in. The number is 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. Go ahead, Ms. Y. Hi. So I would like to thank you for a specific situation. I called in a few months ago that I'm a teacher, and the few first minutes before when I walk into class, I'm a little bit nervous, if you remember. Yes, I and do. And you... Told me to I told shift you it was my... normal, and I asked you if it was also your first year teaching. Yes, it, it was. was, and you told me that it's it's okay. I should focus more on the positive and and right. how successful I am and how how good I am at other in other areas in teaching. So I did that, and I felt much more confident in what I'm doing, and it really helped me a lot. And and that solid fact didn't bother me anymore. That's beautiful. So let's understand, how did that work? So I decided to not care about that. And at the beginning, it was still that I was still nervous a little bit. And I was focusing, as you told me, on the positive side. And then after a few weeks, I realized that, it, that it's gone. Wow. Now, I want you to explain to everyone, what did you do? How is it by focusing on the positive that the other stress and those other fears, if it's going to work out or not, how did they disappear, that it's gone? What? The brain isn't just a machine that you do one thing, it, it, uh, it has an effect on the other. There's a reason. There's a, what changed by you thinking positive in your strengths that it should change the issues in the class or afraid of being nervous teaching? Oh, because... I know that I was doing well, I was, a good, I was teaching well, but I didn't actually give myself credit for it and actually realize it until you told me to realize the positive. So let's hold on. So let's, take, let's dissect the words that you just said. So what happens is we can be doing something well, but if we don't focus on what we do well, instead we focus on what we're not doing well or the fear, like you said, it was only three, four minutes before class. It was nothing. I said it was normal, but instead if you focus on how afraid you are, and all day you're thinking, but I was afraid three minutes before class, what happens is it heightens our fears and it, it helps build on the fear. 
So mm-hmm. all we asked you to do was to start focusing on the positive as to how well you're teaching, as to how confident you are throughout the day, as to how well the students are listening. And all along your positives, what changes at that point? How does that affect the mind? I would like you to finish the sentence. That if you feel that you're doing good, then you're, then you're like, confident that you're doing good. I don't know. Yeah. That's right, and then you start focusing on that, and you start feeling feeling the that positive. it's fine, that I'm good, even though I'm, even though I'm a little bit nervous, I'm good. I mean, it's that's not a right. That's it. You got it. Thank you. So and I felt that I had to call it. you for for that and for everything for all your shows. I really enjoy it, and it really Thank helps you. me a lot. Thank you. Thank you. It really, really means a lot. So, it's so special. I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. You're welcome, and your feedback is always great. All right, and we are going to go to Mr. W. Mr. W. on there with Mordechai and Rav Nissen. Actually, Rav Nissen, what do you say to that, to that beautiful message? It's a beautiful message, and hopefully that is, will, all our listeners will get this message, you know, that feel good about themselves and feel good about the environment, about what we have here, what kind of present Kadosh Baruch will give us. And this is will 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 have a beautiful world without any therapist and without nobody. You know. I mean, isn't that so many times that you mentioned yes. that about Rabbi Arush? He says you should write down the positive, yes. say it all the time. It works if people can just be listening. It works. It really does. I wanted to ask you, you know, in the beginning of the show. Sometimes I feel so I I do. I don't know, disappointing of uh, that, you know, we were talking about awareness and awareness and awareness, and we keep pounding with, you know, question that is really, uh, take yourself a little bit, you know, and I, I know as as you, as a professional, what, how do you feel about it, you know, so so many times you're talking to the people and you're just trying to, to, to work, giving the positive mind and giving the awareness, and you found that the regress and uh, reverse uh, situation. But I'll tell you, I happen to get a schuss. I don't know why, but I thank the Rebbein that I get messages from people every now and then, or maybe almost like, I'd say, two, three times a week about, about what's, what things are changing and people. So I, I'll, I'll read you a message I see as of now. It came to me 21 hours ago. It's like a little positive that tells me that awareness does help. So here is a message that someone sent me at 10.58 um, I guess last night. It goes like this. It's amazing that others, that others know your name, your voice, your mentality, and your programs, and I don't know you, and I never met you. I never saw a picture of you. I don't know how you look, and I believe you don't know me either, which I, I don't. I wonder if you figured out which Kehillah I belong to even, and yet you help so much more. Your encouragement is a major source of strength to me. Thank you. How much closer could Call Your Stroll be? After someone sent me like a message, and I try to give, if it's a line or two, I try to respond to messages to people I don't know, and it was a question about medication that and it goes like this. After you shifted back the question to me on Friday, what did get better, because someone was coming in with a, neg- with a negative stuff about their life, that I felt miserable, and even on a small dose of medication, I answered that was too much information. I was afraid that I was doing is called splitting, means for whatever reason, they're negative, and they're contacting me. They listen to us over here on the radio, and then they should be going to the therapist. Also, they realize maybe they're sharing with me the difficulty. So now listen to what happened, what the person did. I got the awareness from you that it's called splitting. 
So I contacted my doctor to report how I was feeling, just the information of the feedback. He told me to stop the medication. I also reported to my Rav. He also told me to stop. And now I know so much more of the information that I'm missing that I feel this huge appreciation to you, and I hope one day in person to share with you how far your ripples go. Thanks you once again from someone you never met. Great. So I always get messages of people, even like this with medication, just shifting to them. They said, oh, my gosh, I'm splitting. I just contacted Mordechai Weimiger for something. And, you know, something like that. Or there's something called splitting. I'm not sure if the medication is working. Let me call the doctor. And I always get messages that just the awareness is taking an effect. So to me, that's the chizuk. No, this is a big, a big chizuk for all of us. I said that we get to the, you know, you're going to in the street, you're going people texting. It's great, but sometimes you know you feel like I, I don't know. Maybe it's a it's a it's a it's a moment of uh, disappointing or something. Like this, but this is okay. This is life. We keep. Uh, let's go to uh, Mr. W. Mr. W, you're on with Mordechai and Harav Nissen. Hello. Yes. Shalom aleichem. First, thank you for your line. It really helped me. It gave me a headache. And I feel that somebody knows my... Somebody talks from my problems also. Yeah, thank you. Yes. I would like to ask you, I have ADHD and I'm on medication on cancer. I was yeah. on 36 milligram and I went down to 8 I was on 36 for about 10 years and by now I went down for about 6 months ago and I was involved in an accident in between and then I had I have also hearing problems so in school, it's a lot of problems and what it affects. I'm not yeah. with a Bukharam. I'm not with nobody. I'm not talking to nobody. So I decided to make an implant, a Baha, Tokala. Yeah. So I started to make a surgery for the magnet. Let me ask you a question. I, I, I hear there's so much going on by you. Can we go backwards a little? Let me first hear what's your question, and then we'll get some more history. Is that okay? Okay. Now going to this question. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Since the surgery, I feel that I can't concentrate without doing nothing. Even when I'm talking to you, I need to do something. So I took the other cordless, and I turned it up and down. If not, I'm not... I can't concentrate with anything. Yes. So my question is if it's possible as the medication or because I went down or I was on 36 and going to 18. Or is it possible from the surgery? So I would, since I'm not a medical doctor, I'm just going to share with you my experience, but you should let me ask you, who told you to go down from, 18, from 36 to 18? I was, I was the one to go down, so I made an appointment with a doctor who, gave me the, who prescribed me the medication. Yeah. 
And I told them everything looks fine, and then I'm going to try to go down a little bit. Okay. Good. And now, now that you now tried it, what... I can't cancel it with nothing. Now classical ADD means, let's understand, it could be a surgery. It could be the surgery. But if we look at what the word ADHD is, it's they always need, in order to think, they have to be moving things. Yes, that makes that's sense. right. So, and you went down on 36, you didn't have it. You went down to 18, you did have it. And just so you should know, again, I'm not a doctor, so I can't tell you, but when you discuss with the doctors, Concerta goes even higher. It goes 36, it goes about up to 72 milligrams. So you're on a medium dose on 36, and you saw it working on focus, and now you're needing to be more jolty, means you need to move your hands while you're thinking in order to think, which is classical signs of ADHD. So I don't know why you're jumping to the surgery. I would first say if you've got all the classical signs of ADHD, you're on the medication for ADHD and it helped you, and you went down to the lowest dosage. The lowest dosage is really 18 milligrams for an adult, and 36 helped. So the, usually the logical thing would be is to the doctor thought, okay, things look good, try to go down. You tried to go down, you couldn't, so now go up. And like with all these medications, you see the results of the ADHD medications. You see results in two days, in that day of taking it. Just try the thing. Yes. I can't tell you. I'm saying this is what you've got to speak to your doctor. As a therapist, I would be in touch with your doctor and tell the doctor at 18, these are the symptoms that we're seeing. Chances are it should go up to 36. What do you say, doctor? And I would need the doctor's permission to say yes, even though I might have some experience. But I don't know everything. I don't know how the medication goes with surgeries and things like that. A medical doctor does. So what I would have you do is I'd recommend that you call up the doctor and share with the doctor the signs, the symptoms of what you're having, and then let the doctor say, you know what, go up to 36, try it for a week or two, and we'll see if you're still so jittery. Does that make sense? Yes. I will tell you why I think it's because of the surgery, because before that I, it wasn't happening. I was focused on everything without doing yeah. anything. Mm-hmm. So since the surgery, I, what I saw is I need to do something even when I'm talking or when I'm listening to somebody. Yeah. Beautiful. So what we're clear yeah. is you're going to speak to the doctor and you'll see what he recommends, but it does look very much like it's the ADHD issue. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you a lot. Nirbhayam should send you a refua. And I just want to be Mechazek. Whoever's got the ADHD stuff, it's a brilliant talent. Let's use it. Let's recognize. If you would see what my desk looks like, because I got ADD, if you would see what my desk, how my hands are flying all over, the messages that I'm reading back and forth, the personal messages that people are sending me, the messages going on from the j between me and her of Nissan that's going on, messages that people are sending. There's a lot going on. But the more that goes on, the more I could stay focused and clear with you. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much. ADD is a bracha. My pleasure. Let's use it. Let's focus on it. And for those that need that surgery, you know, to be able to hear, just do what you got to do. Hear. Live life. Enjoy it. The Rebbein has given us technology. And I'm glad you're yeah. questioning what it is. And the simple answer is just call the doctor, it's call the psychiatrist, and they'll be able to tell you. The problem is that I don't have any more. I was... I had... And I went to another county to learn in yeshiva, so they yeah. send me a letter as they, as I'm not going to have anybody. 
Okay, but you might be able to call the doctor just for a second. Sometimes they will give you that faith. That without evaluation. Yeah. No, okay. not another. That your old doctor. No, a doctor will not be able to know without knowing your medical history. No, your old doctor. If you called the doctor, just a quick question. The one that you are removed. Sometimes they will give you that. They'll speak to you one minute on the phone. Yeah. Okay, and what I'm doing with the hearing problems? I'm I'm not with a bukharam. Even now, when it's said that we need to learn, I don't have a sabrusa. And What's with the hearing problem? I, I thought you had the surgery and it's all taken care of. Sorry. Okay. Didn't Thank you, you very much for helping everybody. Sure. Excellent. Thank you. You're welcome. Have a good night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mordechai, it means that we have a HDHC with all the table, it was all everything around us? I don't know. I, <laughs> I think you have to have it. With all the programs and things that you're doing, shows coming, going, you're trying to run a business and you've got a thousand things going on at one, at one time. I think, and, uh, and you're so successful all over Kanainhar, and you're Shalom Bayes with the kids, with... With work, with the radio, with everything that you're doing, it's it's unbelievable. I think only someone that's blessed with ADHD or ADD can can run these thousand things. Okay, <laughs> I discover something new about me. I'm <laughs> not diagnosing you. I never saw any of the signs, but the way you're juggling yes. everything and you're always so pretty calm, it's unbelievable. Okay. Yeah. Okay, we'll go to Miss T. T, you're on with Mordechai and Harav Nissen. Hello. 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 Yes. Okay, so we have uh, we go to Mrs. L. Okay, Mrs. L. Mordechai and Harav Nissen. Yes, hi. Um, basically, my question is to help me identify what's bothering. It's basically mostly for awareness. And I'm not, I'm not out to change the situation. Um, since my okay. mother-in-law became an anmona, my husband took upon himself. He calls her, he calls her every night. We don't live in the same area. He calls her. He calls him her every night to chat a little bit. And I don't know why I feel very uncomfortable with it. It's not that he doesn't spend time with me. He doesn't. He doesn't give the time for me. We discussed it and. I always feel like, I don't know, and it's not that my mother is, is the best mother I could ever think of. It's, I, it's not the jealousy. I'm not jealous of her. I, 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 myself, I don't know what's bothering me. Okay, so let's go backwards. Let's go backwards looking at the reality, and from the reality we can identify what's happening. Reality is your husband is speaking to his mother. You are getting triggered. That means... Right. Something is triggering you about your husband, about your mother-in-law, or about you. Take a right. guess. Which one of the three would you say it is? Maybe a bit of all. Good. So let's start. What's your part? My part? Yeah. I what part lonely. about you is, un- is uncomfortable about your husband and your mother-in-law's relationship? Um... When they, uh, what I feel, my feeling when they, um, yeah, maybe that, 
I feel a little bit left alone. Excellent. Now, let's go into left alone. Is this being left alone always an issue that you have if friends speak and you're not involved? Is it always? Or is it just with your husband and your mother-in-law? It's basically just with my husband and his mother-in-law. I'm okay with friends with others. Okay. So now let's first interpret what you're saying, and then we're going to try to take it a step deeper. So that means that when there is something going on in the relationship between your husband and your mother-in-law that you feel left out. Right. Good. Now let's take it a step further. What do you feel is left out between you, between the relationship of your husband and you and your husband and your mother-in-law? And it could be that when you have a certain request and your mother-in-law has a request, that your husband will go to her first or help her first. Could be a number of issues. Now that you bring it up, I'm thinking that she had opposite um, attitudes to things, opposite than me in the beginning yeah. when we got married. It's, we're married, can I know, almost 20 years. It's not... Can I know, Baruch Hashem. Wow. It's, and we have a beautiful relationship, together. my husband, my mother-in-law, my mother-in-law with me. It's, be, it's not that, but um, it's like... And it's not like my mother is doing something wrong or my husband is doing something not. wrong or of I want to change not. it. Your mother-in-law is a wonderful person, but she, she is. has a different opinion. That's right. Now, let's take it a step further. Her different of opinions that she has with you, sometimes, how does your husband deal with it? Did he go with his mother's side or did he go with his wife's side most of the time? Most of the time? 60%. Um, depends on how it was explained. of the time, across the board, 50-50 means half, I want to know, 60 or 70%, did he listen to By now or in in the past? In the past, in the past. In the past, I believe, I wouldn't remember exactly, I would believe he would rather go with his mother. That's right. Now, let's just stop right here and let us recognize that as humans, Even though we know a relationship is safe, a relationship is stable today, something is clear, there is many times a fear that certain traumas or certain neglects that we had in the past, when we see certain signs, we can start being afraid. Which means your mother-in-law might have gotten busier the older you guys got. She might have had more kids married, more more stuff happening. Mm -hmm. And what happened is, instead of your husband maybe recognizing to listen more and to connect more to his wife, it might have been that his mother got busy. Can I know you guys had kids and other issues coming up, and you guys connected more. And what right. might happen is now that he's starting to connect to her again, like the good old days, it might be that you're afraid, oh, yeah, I will now lose my position. Okay, I hear. Is that possible? Could be. Excellent. So now what we need to recognize, and for everyone listening, because we're here to create an awareness... That's why I, I would made create the, the awareness, awareness as follows now. So what I would create this awareness is if we avoid issues, it means the Rabbi Shalom did a nest and things work itself out, but we didn't grow. It means you've never discussed that with your husband, saying, you know, under the chuppah, when it's between me and your mother, it's supposed to be me more. That's your, that's your, the thing that's is we did discuss it. The thing is we ah, did and how did that go? Um, he was he was agreeing with what I was saying. Good. So now what would happen if you would hop another schmooze with your husband and say, you know, I feel so bad that your mother became an almona. Oy. 
it's so hurt, so painful, it shouldn't happen to anyone. And I find myself feeling guilty because instead of sympathizing with your mother, I am worried that the two of you are going to connect like the good old days, and I will be left out. Actually, I brought up with my husband, but not with this point. I just told him that I don't know why, but I feel triggered when he's talking with a mother. Not that I want to stop him. I don't know. I feel uncomfortable with it. And we worked it out that he should do it not at home, like before he comes home on the way home on, on the street. Now, when let he's me home, ask he's home. you something. Does that help you when you don't know about it, but you know they're talking? It doesn't bother me at all. It doesn't bother me at all. It's so just why when are I you see calling? when he's Wonderful. home, so I feel... Talk? What? Why are you calling then? So your husband will just speak to her. You'll just remind him, Mom Tyler, please call when I'm not home. What's the trigger then? But the thing is when it... It, it, we, we discussed it, it should be like this, and most of the time it ends up that he forgot, or, and it ends up ah, that he does so it at home, if you and I feel guilty to stop him. Now, what happens if you have another conversation with your husband and say, you know, it's right three times this week, you forgot, and, I'm, and I don't know why. You see, part of the issue is when you go, I don't know why. What do you think your husband hears when he says, I don't know why? I believe he would understand me. Yeah. So now what happens if you'd actually tell him, I'm really afraid that my position as a wife is being threatened? I can try it. Ah. Now what happens if you could actually be open and tell her, I really don't even mind if you speak in the house. The issue is that I'm afraid that I'm going to lose my position. What do you okay, think I'll take it then? into my mind. That's right. And now let's do the next level. And what would happen if you can tell your husband... You know, I feel you're talking way too long. You're talking to your mother now on my time. means if you want to talk to her on the home, like on the way going home, that's okay. You want to speak to her five minutes in the house, that's okay. But when you come home, there are so many issues that the house needs to deal with that we need to father. Maybe speak to us first, take care of us first, and then 10 o'clock at night speak to your mother. That's my, that's my thing that, uh, that I'm, I'm unclear with myself because... He comes home in the afternoon, and he spends the whole, like, two, three hours home. He goes back with Chavis uh, or whatever, and he comes home at night, 10, 30, 11, whatever, and he talks with his mother mostly not more than five minutes. <laughs> so that's why so I'm like, what right is bothering so me? What? Let's go right back to you. So what's bothering you if he just speaks five minutes to his mother? It never bothers anyone, the five-minute conversation. I don't know. I, I, I believe it's, it's a lot that I feel what you brought up, that I'm, my mother is going to take her place back. That's right. Uh, and, and you might need to hear from your husband once a day after he speaks to his mother saying, Vab Tairo, wife special dear, I want you to know you are number one to me and my mother is number two. You might just need that physic hearing it and then you're calm. And if your husband will understand it, he could even speak to his mother for an hour and you won't care. Right. Because you're busy doing other stuff. You can talk to your friends. But right. you just need the reassurance. And when you get the reassurance enough times, then he won't even have to do the reassurance. So the goal is to first recognize. And as you said, you don't know why, but the goal is just to do that. That's our goal. We want to be even, able to Even um, cognitively, I understand and I know I'm number one by my husband. No, it needs to be heard. It needs to be heard. It needs to be heard. The words have to be said. And for those listening, we've got one minute to go, but let's recognize this power for our children as well. It needs to be heard. I love you. I care about you. You're number one to me.
That is important. That's what kids need to hear. That's what a wife needs to hear. That's what a husband needs to hear. That's what a mother and father need to hear as well. It might be that it's hard for me to say it. That's why it's hard. It, I, I rather need to be to hear it. Say that again. It's hard for me to say these words. That's for. That's why I need to hear it more. Yes. So it's important for you to tell your husband. I need to hear that I'm important. And those old days were because you were younger. You were newly married. I didn't know how to express it. I wasn't aware. I was afraid to mention it. Your mother was, we might have been the first married couple. that Your mother didn't know how to deal with it. Now we're all older. Now we're all wiser. I just need to hear it that I am now number one, and we're not going back to the good old days, and I can discuss it with you. And when you hear it from your husband, you're number one, then you will very easily, likely tell your husband, why don't you bring your mother over more for Shabbos? Now she's not going to bring her over. Bring her over at night for supper. As long as you feel safe, when you feel safe, you feel safe to invite others, to have an open heart to others. Right. And that is Thank the piece that much. we'll start. We'll close this program with a complete circle that we started with the story with Rabbi Bender and with Rabbi David Feinstein this week, that he was able to give away Siddur Kedushin and Fakert. Not only did he not lose, but he was so much greater and so much more respect. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. Good night. Good night. Good night. <laughs> I, yeah. I, I want to add, you know, that something that, you know, because it, it was involved also with the mother, the, the third party. She could uh, uh, pick up the phone and say, Mom, I know that it's tough for you. I know that it's your, you're alone and you need your son. But speak with your son in a certain uh, time. You know, I think that it would be, uh, and she, I mentioned, I understand from the lady that she has a very good relationship with her mom. Uh, mother-in-law, so she can kick, she can talk with it about it, but definitely, definitely, what you suggest is the best. Beautiful, thank you. Excellent, everyone. Have a wonderful evening, Harvness, and thank you once again for this beautiful program. And all our listeners and all the people that were brave to call in and share their feedback. Thank you, Merit Hashem. Looking forward to being with you next week again.